0: Success Radio. I am your host, Kelly Roach, and I am thrilled to be back here with you today. In today's episode, we are going to be talking about photography, branding, and the power of being selective and smart in the visual appeal that you create and the images that represent your brand. So I'm excited to have with me my photographer today, Mike Lloyd. Just to tell you guys a little bit about Mike, he's armed with an overactive imagination and a lack of propensity for all things normal. He's Specializes in conceptual portraits of families, couples, high school seniors that reach into the soul of his subject and stoke the fire inside. Having never taken a photography class, his passion is for the craft and the limitless imagination which fuel his continued self education and desire to learn and improve. From this, Mike teaches hands on workshops that go above and beyond traditional portfolio building and dog and pony shows that plague the photography industry. Free Free of fluff, his blog, workshops, and presentations focus on proven principles of behavioral science, visual cognition, business acumen, psychology, and a heavy emphasis on powerful storytelling. Super excited to have Mike with us on the show today. All right. So, Mike, super excited to have you on the show today. And it's not very often that I get to have both one of my clients and someone that I'm a client of on the show. So, welcome to Unstoppable Success Radio.
1: Thanks for having me, Kelly.
0: Awesome. So, just a little backstory with Mike. Mike is in one of my programs, and he also just did um, a beautiful photo shoot for us all around the city of Philadelphia. And we only share those photos on Instagram. So, if you're not currently following me and you want to check out Mike's work, which is unbelievable, um, you can follow me there at Kelly Roach 13. But Mike actually does these unbelievable, creative, beautiful photos way outside the realm of anything we could touch in the business space um, that you can. Find find on all of his pages, so we'll definitely make sure at the end that we uh, direct you guys to that. But if anybody is looking to update their brand positioning, um, Mike is in California, and if you're lucky enough to book time with him, he will certainly not leave you anything but blown away. So Mike, what we're here to talk about today is, you know, obviously we've seen that the whole space uh, with business today has moved online. And with that transition online, it's really moved to video. And photography. And so now people like yourself have like this massive leverage in helping people to define their brand positioning and to really up level, um, the look and the feel and the energy of how they share themselves online. So I would love for you to just kind of open us up, Mike, with a little bit of the, the thought process that you think, um, is important for business owners today when they're thinking about updating their photography or Or maybe they need to think about updating their photography. Um, Give us a little background on that.
1: Absolutely. So before we had this internet presence, you know, we ran TV commercials or you just had a shop in town and people knew who you were because you went to, you know, the city fair or you had worked with generations before and people knew your face, they knew your voice, they knew your name and they knew what you stood for, your values and, and everything else attached to that. But now that we can scale things online, obviously somebody you know in another country isn't going to be able to just pop in my storefront real quick and introduce themselves. And we have this amazing tool, the internet, as you said, where we can post videos, uh, audio, photos that represent us. And if you do use that right, then it's a tremendous way to speed up the process of getting your future clients to know, like, and trust you. Um, but you have to use it properly because it can also do the opposite so it's i think it's one of the best investments that you can make for your company because it's the first thing that really gets their attention and sets the precedence for your brand whether it's something that they've really put time and thought and energy into or they threw it together just for the sake of having it
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. And if you think about the people that you follow online and the people that you really almost feel like you know, even though you've never met them or never spoken to them, almost always that's because you like their photography. You follow the a physical representation of their brand online. And for whatever reason, whether you are enamored by the beauty of the photography, or you think that it's interesting, or you think that it's cool, or you think that it's edgy, or whatever the feeling that it brings for you, most likely there's something there that makes you feel a sense of connection with that person and that brand, which kind of initially got you interested. And then, you know, once you dug deeper, obviously, you, you liked what you found. So what are some of the key things that business owners should be thinking about when they're designing what this online brand presence is going to look like when we talk photography?
1: Yeah. So the, the photography is the visual representation of your business philosophy, your values, the message that you're trying to get across. So there needs to be a consistent theme. You know, a lot of my work is really big, colorful, epic, cinematic, but if that's not your brand, then Maybe I'm not the best photographer for you if we can't work out a compromise. So it needs to be on par with what you're, you're doing. Um, whatever that may be, there's no right or wrong answer. It just needs to be consistent. If you want black and white photos, but you're a cutting edge tech company, that sends mixed messages. Mm-hmm. So really analyzing what your business is all about and what the message is you're trying to say. And this isn't a thing that you can just like scribble on a lot of napkin really quick before you meet up with the photographer to talk about doing this shoot because they can't create something for you if they don't know what it is that you actually need. So take the time to to figure this out. You know, do you want to be more cutting edge and edgy? Do you want to be a little more conservative? And again, there's no right or wrong. It's just what is the consistent brand message of your business And is this going to be photos of you and your lifestyle? Is this going to be product photography? Are they people using your products? Are they merely like catalog shots? Figure out what it is you're actually using the photos for. And that will also help set the stage for how the photographer puts things together.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So I know probably for a lot of people, the last set of photos they had was, you know, a headshot with a boring white or gray background. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're feeling really overwhelmed with this whole movement of photography because it feels really hard to keep up with. And it can feel really overwhelming. And and I think also it leaves the question for a lot of people, like, I don't know what my brand is, you know, representative of. I don't know how to come up up with or construct a photographic presentation of of my brand because maybe they're not creative naturally. So what would you say to those people?
1: So this is the process that I guide all of my clients through is I like to ask them to make like a word map. So when your clients describe your business, what are words that you want them to say? Uh, And a lot of times, too, that helps business owners figure out how consistent their own branding has already been you know, the way they perceive their company is that aligned with how their clients perceive their company. And you can look at Yelp reviews or call your past clients and find, you know, just pick up the phone and ask them. People are happy to talk to you if they've had a good experience. Or if they haven't, they're probably also happy to let you know that. And they can tell you how your business is perceived and you'll find common themes uh, the more data that you gather. And then you can use those things to give to your photographer. or if you're in the middle of a rebrand, Kelly, like you are, you're like, okay, well, what do I want to create? And then if you can give those descriptors to your photographer, we'll take all those ingredients and whip up dinner with it because yeah. that's that's our job. We just need to know what it is you're trying to say. Yeah. And I ask a lot of questions right off the bat. Um, you know, obviously, Kelly, I knew a bunch about you and you know what your business was before we did this. So we didn't spend as much time on it. But normally when I first get on the phone with somebody, it's like, what industry are you in? What, how do you position yourself in the market? And what, you know, do you want this to be more about you and your personality? Or is this more about another perceived, like stylized look that you're trying to convey? And then from that, I can start to put something together and we'll bounce ideas back and forth until we get it right.
0: Yeah, no, I love that. And I think that that's the the mark of a good photographer. I think also when you're thinking about finding someone to do your shoot, um, you know, there's a difference between someone that shows up, you know, and just takes a picture versus someone that, you know, you and them have really had a coordinated approach to what what are we trying to create, you know, and, and what does that look like? What does it feel like? What's the perception? You know, all of those things. So that's a great tip for people to even be looking for when they're interviewing photographers and Trying to make a decision um, who to use and you know how how to go forward in developing a plan when you kind of don't feel like you even know where to start. I guess
1: absolutely. Um, Another tactic that I I suggest is to go onto Pinterest and make a mood board. And a mood board is a collection of photos that. Makes you feel a certain way so they're not images that you're trying to recreate because you don't want to copy anybody else's work and a good photographer should also not want to copy someone else's work you should be hiring them for their own skill and style but if you can put together maybe 20 images of things that just resonate with you that make you feel the way you want your clients to feel about your brand your products and your services then you can share that link with the photographer and say hey this is the kind of mood that i'm trying to create this is the feeling these are the emotions that i want to get across in my branding and that is you know that's that's how we speak is in photos so that's really going to help your photographer yeah, figure out I've what it is you're trying to say.
0: Yeah, I've definitely learned how important that is, and I think that's a, that's a actually a good um, thing to touch on. Just I think in general with anything visual, because in working with grap- graphic designers and people in the creative space in general, I think it's really difficult to use words to describe something that is seen instead of using visual things to represent what you're trying to convey. And I've found that as we've made the switch to being focused on conveying visual things in Visual terms and verbal things and verbal terms. You know that that's really helped us a lot with speeding up everything from photography to graphics and and everything in between. Yeah. Um, so when when you're thinking about um, you know business owners in particular that you know are dealing with obviously um, the expense of trying to keep up with the online space and advertising and team and marketing and and so many other things what would be some of the things that you would um, really encourage business owners to think about when they're considering the expense of doing an, an update to their brand or you know, bringing new photography into the mix as far as their growth strategy?
1: So I would first consider the difference between an expense and an investment. An expense is money that you're going to spend that you're never going to see again. And an investment is something you put money in, but it's going to come back to you and in theory, you'll end up with more money than you had before the investment. And if you do this right, then your new photography is going to be an investment because it represents your brand, it captures the attention of your potential clients, and it it allows you to begin your nurturing process and that, that whole communication cycle. Whereas if you get photography that doesn't achieve its desired goal – then it's a waste of money, and it becomes an expense. So it's really up to you as to whether or not you want to get the kind of photography that will help make you money or just take money. And a few things to consider is how you know how closely does it relate to your brand. So if you just go onto a stock photo website, spend fifty bucks, and fill up your whole website with generic photos of smiling, pretty people in a sterile corporate room no one's going to see that and think that you care about their product or service because you're just creating a generalized cookie cutter plan for everybody. Cause that's what stock photos are. And also if you have really low quality images that shows that you put something up there just for the sake of doing it and you're not willing to follow through and really produce a quality product or service for your client. So when you're looking at photographers uh, or you your own photography, all of those things need to be considered. The level of service and product you provide needs to be reflected in your photography.
0: Yeah, that makes total sense. And I think the other thing is, is when you look at a person's brand, uh, and this is definitely how I felt before I went in and and really made the investment to get new photography done. When you look at a person's brand and you can tell, you know, pictures that were done five years ago based on style or, you know, representation or whatever the case, you can kind of tell how invested the person is in the growth of their brand by whether or not they've gotten on board with like current day in terms of the way that people are representing their businesses now, right? Right.
1: Yeah, 100%.
0: You see that investment from people that are really invested in growth, not so much in in people that are kind of just skating by, trying to um, get by doing the bare minimum. And, you know, I agree with you wholeheartedly that, um, you know, good photography is absolutely an investment for any business, but particularly online businesses that don't have a physical space, because it's your only opportunity to have some type of visual representation. And, you know, we all have heard the a picture is worth a thousand words, right? And it's like, you can say it or you can show it. And I I definitely think that you're going to make much more connection and impact when someone can feel the energy of your brand versus just the words. I mean, I look alone at the difference between when we do a text-based post. On Facebook versus a visual image, a picture on Instagram. And it's like night and day. And we just joined Instagram. So we have almost no followers. We're we're brand new there versus having, you know, thousands and thousands on Facebook. And that's the difference between, you know, really tapping into where people's heads are today versus kind of the the old school mentality of where things were.
1: Absolutely. And as far as, You know, choosing the photography to represent your brand, there's so many different things that you can say with it to elicit different emotions from your clients. So you can be very forward facing in the camera, like making eye contact with the viewer. And that's going to help initially gain interaction with them, right? Because it's like you're making eye contact with somebody and they feel compelled to then see what you have written below, what else is going on. But then you have photos that are more like voyeuristic, more lifestyle, where you're doing something and they're viewing you in your world. And that helps them get to know you on on a more personal level. So even from the same shoot, you can shoot these different styles of images and then use them for different purposes. So take the more forward-facing images and your initial ads that you might be running or profile pictures, things like that, that have to initially grab their attention. And then once they start getting into your content, you can have these more... Engaging images where, like, they're in the room with you while they're viewing your content and that's going to bring them in so much closer
0: oh, I love that that's such a good point that's that's really smart now I want to ask you this Mike because you know obviously you're creative and you're an artist and uh, you've successfully made the transition from like uh, you know focusing strictly on your passion to really understanding the elements of running a successful business and, and marketing and selling and and really um, looking at everything with that laser beam focus on profit and so I I know there's a lot of people listening that are still trying to work themselves up to crossing that bridge, right? Like everyone starts at the beginning with something that they love and then they realize doing that thing that you love isn't enough if you want to have a successful business. So maybe break down for us, Mike, some of the most important learnings that you've had that have made you successful thus far and maybe some advice that you would share with other people still trying to get to that point.
1: Yeah, it One of the earliest episodes of your show really hooked me and it was an interview you did with Peter Voog. And like my biggest takeaway from that episode was was a quote that the likelihood of the market responding simply because you want it is zero. Mm -hmm. So it, it doesn't matter how passionate you are about this and how badly you really, really want it. If you're not actually doing anything to get this thing rolling, it's never going to happen. And you have to get out there. You have to put yourself out there in front of people because they're not going to find you otherwise. And we have the internet. We have so many ways for you to put yourself in front of potential clients in person and online. I mean, it's never been easier to reach millions or actually billions of people. So the tools are out there. You just have to use them yeah and just just the fact that you start doing that and put yourself out there people will respond and if you send emails and make phone calls you have to give them the option to say yes or no you can't talk yourself out of it like why would they ever book me I'm not as good as all of these other people but just the fact that you reached out to them and made that effort and it could have been just the right timing, they're happy to talk to you and give you the business because you're making it easier for them.
0: Yeah, a thousand percent. And I think, you know, it, it also really represents the professionalism of your brand. You know, I know for me personally, if I have an interaction with a company and they say that they're going to follow up and they don't, I'm not going to buy from them. You know, if I if I speak with someone initially and, you know, we have a discussion, I don't make a decision on the spot and I don't hear back from them, I'm not I'm not going to do their job for them and and go pursue them to make their sale for them. So I think it's funny because we always have the perception that like, you know, I, I think the default position of virtually all business owners is like, you know, I don't, I don't want to, um, set people off or I don't want to disrupt them or I don't want to annoy or frustrate them. But actually, it's very counter because I think people are so busy today that they actually appreciate companies that are on the ball. That remind them, that follow up, that say, hey, we had discussed that we are going to, you know, look at X, Y, and Z, and let's get that time scheduled to do that. You know, I think the paradigm has really changed, and I think so few people are willing to make the phone call, to send the personalized email, to have the direct, you know, conversation, that it went from maybe being something where people were bombarded with that, where it could be a frustration or an annoyance, to people actually being rather shocked that a human being is actually like taking the time to follow up and people really appreciate that. And I really do believe that there's been a paradigm shift in business over the last year there.
1: Absolutely. And because we're, we're so internet based now and everything seems so anonymous. If you literally just pick up the phone and call people like no one does that, that the barrier to entry is so low now because That's not what we're expecting. Like, we expect spam, you know, copy and paste email templates. Uh, And people are like bummed out now when they open up their email and there's 60 new messages. Whereas, what, 15 or 10 years ago, it's like, oh, sweet, I got an email today. I'm so important. But now it's like if you get a phone call, you're like, who's calling me? Why why would somebody call me?
0: Fascinating the change that's happened. So I, I love that. And I think you've been such yeah, a great example of how, like, you can be creative and live your passion. I mean, I see your work that you're doing every day. There's, you, you certainly have not compromised your passion. The work that you're putting out is like un, unreal. Um, but I, I mean, you've, you've been able to find that balance, which I think is so important because, you know, I think people many times feel like it's like all or nothing. You have to completely compromise what you love to do what makes you money or, you know, you're going to spend all all your time trying to make money and you never really get to do what you love. And I think finding that happy medium of doing the work that you love, but also being willing to do the work to get the business that you love. Right.
1: Absolutely. And, you know, I'm just putting myself out there for speaking engagements and for like sponsorships and things like that. Now that I'm teaching photography again, and I mean, I really don't have a very big following at all, but just the fact that I'm calling and I'm asking People are saying yes. Like I booked a huge speaking gig at one of the country's biggest photography conferences next year. And I'm like virtually a nobody in the scene right now because I don't have a following of 10,000 people on Instagram. And uh, which is a vanity metric in itself and not necessarily the best way to judge the success or failure of, of anything. But I'm just putting myself out there. Shoot. I even missed the deadline for this particular one. And I picked up the phone and I called them. It was like a week after uh, that they had stopped taking applications. And I'm like, hey, I just thought to apply for this. I didn't think you guys were going to close it down so early. Can I still apply or am I totally out of luck? And she's like, no, go ahead and send it through and I'll I'll see if I can't get it in with the rest of the applications. And then I got picked and I'm getting paid to fly across the country to speak at this convention because I just – Put the extra effort in. I could have seen that I missed the deadline and walked away and said, oh, well, maybe next year. But I went for it anyway and I got the gig. So.
0: you you never know isn't that the microcosm of life Mike (laughs) like that pretty much sums up all of life I think right there in that story you went for it you put yourself out there and so you got the gig I think that's pretty much like we could wrap it up there because (laughs) that's it and I think you know I'm especially excited to have someone like you sharing something like that with our audience Mike because it's easy for someone like me who has a background in sales to come on and say go put yourself out there make the phone call send the email because I've been doing that since I turned 21 years old, it's different for someone who's in the creative space that comes from that background to be sharing the success that you're having with that and the results that you're getting just by these like simple, basic things.
1: Absolutely. And as a creative, I love behavioral psychology and figuring out how and why people respond to anything the way that they do. And I think that's been a huge tool for me as well. So I've really scaled back my photography education, at least what I'm learning, uh, and really gotten into learning sales, copywriting, business, buying behavior, all of that stuff. And I think it's fascinating because to me, it's another art form. It's like, how can I craft these things to elicit specific emotions and get certain actions? And it's just a new art form for me. And I... I love it.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. And it's, I think having that attitude about learning and growing in, in your role as a CEO of your own company is such an essential mindset. You know, I think so many times, you know, you go into something that makes you uncomfortable with almost like a predisposal to stress or a predisposal to failure or whatever the case. But if you can go into it with an anticipation of like, I'm going to learn something amazing here. Like, this is so interesting. This is fascinating. Like, how can I grow? What can I learn? That's a very different mindset, and obviously, (laughs) it's going to yield a really different result.
1: Absolutely. And as you always touched on, you know, if you really don't like doing data analysis and cash flow analysis, your finances, your bookkeeping, any of that stuff somebody else loves doing that and if you can get them to do the work for you whether it's as a business partner or hiring them then that's that's the way to do it because it's better to have to pay somebody else to quickly and efficiently do something that you hate than for you to like dive into this energy suck that just makes you hate your business because you have to do this thing.
0: Yeah. Thousand percent. Thousand percent. So, Mike, what else would you want to share with our listeners just about like what you've seen with the success of your business this year just from applying, you know, some of the things that you've talked about today or just tips and strategies for them when they're thinking about representing their brand online?
1: So your brand isn't your color scheme or your logo. It's not the font that you choose in your headlines. your Your brand is the experience, the the best and the worst experience that somebody has had with you, and the feeling they get when they think about your brand. Like Apple changed their logo a few years back. They took like the bite mark out of the apple. Mm-hmm. And that changed nothing. I mean, think about how much money they must have spent on that. Mm-hmm. And nobody cares. I'm sure most people don't even know that they did that. Right, right. Right? Uh, because that has nothing to do with their brand. The brand is the user interface of all their products. It's the super clean commercials that I'm a Mac or I'm a PC. It's it's the feeling you get when you have that, that silky coated box when you open. And it's like people save Apple product boxes because they're so cool and like it's like christmas any time of year when you're opening these packages and you feel you know empowered just by having this new mobile device that really is like 99% of the last one you had that's brand yeah and no, that's
0: such a good <sighs> way of thinking for everyone like that that's that's a perfect <clears throat> example
1: and and everything that you do is your brand. It, it has nothing to do again with, with your logo. It's how do you communicate with your clients? What do you put out there? How do you take care of people? How do you respond when there's a problem? Literally everything you do is a reflection of your brand. And there's so many ways that you can mess it up, but it's also like never been easier to do it right. And you know, I, I don't think I'm biased when I say like photography is a one of the easiest and most effective ways right there next to live video uh, that that you can really get that brand message across and invite people into your world. And so again, when you hire a photographer, find someone who gets your message. Not everyone is the best fit. It's like dating. It's a relationship that you build and not everyone's a great fit for everyone else. So find someone whose values aligned with yours and whose style matches your brand style and then Let them do their job to best represent your business and own that as opposed to trying to force something with somebody else and then compromising your results.
0: Couldn't agree more. So brilliantly said. So here's a couple things, Mike. Um, one, you have this amazing podcast that you've started for other photographers that want to monetize their businesses. And I have a very strong feeling that that wouldn't be just good for photographers, but any type of creative that really wants to understand how to stand out in their space. So do you want to tell the audience a little bit about that? And then I definitely want people to know where they can start checking out your photography.
1: Well, thank you. So, the podcast and everything else related to it is called Photogs Unite with an exclamation mark, and it's I'm not interviewing photographers, so this is like a totally different concept than every other photography podcast, because I want to bring in professionals who know their craft, who've dedicated their career to learning these concepts like sales, like marketing, like business management, uh, and and everything else that we need to know as business owners and get professional feedback on business decisions. So whether or not you're a photographer, this thing is totally applicable, like literally for any business owner, because I don't interview photographers. It might be the application, but business is business. uh, And customer service is customer service.
0: That's awesome. So So, photags Unite.
1: Photogs Unite, yeah. We'll have that linked up in the show notes, I'm sure. It is mid-November 2017 right now. will be launched by the end of the month. So come December 1st, um, there will be a fair amount of episodes and it will be weekly. Photogsunite.com is the website where I host all of this stuff. It's also the name of the Facebook group that I run. We have a really active community of photographers there. Uh, and then Mike Lloyd Photography is my actual client-facing photography business. And MikeLloydPhoto.com or I'm on Instagram at Mike Lloyd Photo
0: awesome thank you so much mike this was a fascinating interview and so much value for our listeners really appreciate the the perspective that you brought to the show and obviously all of the great information and insight
1: Thanks for having me, Kelly.
0: You got it. So you guys definitely check out Mike's work. And if you're looking to update, up-level, rebrand, or even just get some new photography done for your business, definitely make sure you connect with Mike. You will not be let down by his work. And if we haven't connected yet on Instagram, you can check out the pictures he did for me at Kelly Roach 13 Thank you guys so much for being listeners of the show. And until next time, I want to remind you to dream big, take action, and don't stop until you make it happen. Thanks so much.